just offer a, a prayer right now for this offering and for that ministry in Kenya. Father, I thank you for the faith that we have in you. I thank you, Lord, that our hope and our trust is in you. And I just pray again for the Kenya missionaries, our missionaries, oh God, that are touching these young boys. And we, Lord, we want to build three cabins for these boys as they come for a camp. The boys who are so excited just to be in a tent. Oh, God, to see their faces when they see these cabins being built. I pray, God, that you will allow us to be a part of this ministry. Speak to our heart, Lord. Make this happen for your honor and your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, the Christmas story is a powerful story, and today is just a day after Christmas. But how many of you know that actually the wise men didn't show up till after Christmas? I, I've made that point here. Maybe you're familiar with that piece of history. It, uh, the, the wise men came. As you look at and you read the stories, you study it out, that Jesus was probably a, a toddler when they finally showed up. They saw where they were at. They saw his star, and they got on their camels, and they began a journey to find Jesus. And, and, and so it's okay to have the wise men on your manger scene. But maybe, just maybe, who, who would want to join me in trying to create the real wise men seen with an infant in a house? I don't know if we could market that or not. I don't know if Americans would buck into it. So maybe maybe it's a bad idea. But it's totally okay if you have the, the wise men at your manger scene. But let's, I wanted to read that story uh, to you because it actually took place after the birth of Jesus. It's in Matthew chapter 2, uh, verse 7. Begins by saying, "Then Herod uh, called, and I'm jumping in the story right where the, the wise men have already have come to Jerusalem. They were searching for them. They received some help, and I'm picking up the story right where they're having a meeting with Herod. Verse seven says, "Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child.'" When you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way. And when the star that they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem, it went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened up their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. As I was reading that story, that phrase, treasure, treasure, <laughs> treasure chest, just hit me. It just kind of hit me a little bit different because when you think of the manger scene and when you think about the wise men, what are they usually holding? Well, they're usually holding these cute little uh, gifts. And they look like treasure. They look like it's going to be gold, frankincense, but they're usually just small. And why are they small? Well, it's because the manufacturer didn't have enough plastic to make the big treasure chest, so they made these cute little little. Uh, treasures that wasn't maybe in their mind a treasure chest, but it was it just perfectly enough to fit in their hand. But I just so happened, I just wanted to have that visual for you today because I simply have 
And, you know, people can argue what they had, but just that idea of treasure chest, I thought that was a good visual that they showed up, they just set that down there and I plunked it down there so you could kind of get the feel of what they brought to Jesus. It was no little kid's birthday present. This was a gift for a king and a gift for the king of kings and the Lord of lords. This was a gift for the one who was the Messiah, the one who had been promised. I had shared with you before that there's never been a ruler that has walked this earth that has declared, I am coming. There has never been thousands of years of of getting ready and preparation and a, a message that was building up to his, uh, his debut, never as a leader has sent prophets and messengers and men and women to prepare his way for thousands of years. But Jesus, the King of kings and Lord of lords, he sent messengers, he sent prophets, he sent the message ahead of him. He said, I'm coming, I'm going to come. And when he comes, these wise men were ready. They brought a treasure chest And I just wanted this to be visual again because when I think of our giving to Jesus, when I think about what He is worthy of, when I think of Christ, our Lord, and we sing about the hope that we have in Him, when I think about Jesus, I believe He is worthy, not just of the cute little gift that could fit in our hand, but I do believe He is worthy of a treasure chest of gold and frankincense and myrrh. I believe He's worthy of our praise, of receiving our love with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our strength. I believe He has called us to love Him and to know Him. And when we know Christ, when we know God the Father, we're ready to give a mighty gift for Him. And I love what God is doing in our lives and in our midst. And just think about this again. These wise men, they didn't have any Bibles back then. They didn't have a church to go here. They didn't have the internet. They didn't have anything. They probably had some simple, simple reports that they had heard. Maybe, just maybe, they had a message written on papyrus. Maybe, just maybe, they, they heard a story about God Almighty. And yet, it was just based on that simple information. They saw his star, and they went traveling to find this Jesus. So when you think of this treasure chest that they had, you then have to ask yourself, okay, if they had a gift to give to a king, this this treasure chest, why in the world would they go on a treacherous journey. Why would they do that? Why would they go through that hassle? They obviously had everything at their fingertips. They had everything a man would ever want. If they're showing up with treasure chest as a gift, then their life was well taken care of. They had the greatest comforts. They had the latest and greatest. They had all that any man would ever want. And yet they see the star of the promised Messiah, and they leave. And then you'd have to think, well, if they had treasure chests this size to be able to give to somebody, 
then surely they had servants who could have went on their behalf. Why get on a camel? Why go on this journey of, you know, having camp? All right, guys, it's time to set up camp and go through that whole process of setting up camp. I remember Tara and I, when we first got married, we're like, yes, we're going to buy camping gear. We lived in Utah, and uh, where we're going to enjoy. She said, we're not having kids for five years. I said, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to go camping. All right. We bought the tent. We bought the little grill. We bought the a light that you could put the batteries in. And man, we went camping those first couple of years. And after that, we're like, okay, let's go to a hotel. <laughs> Camping was just too much work. Why would these wise men who lived in riches and opulence and just the beauty and all the wonders of the world of that day, they had it all. Why would they go through the whole camping process, that whole travel? They could have just sent servants. We know that the key word to this whole story has always been the wise men. They were wise. They, they knew something. They had some information. They had an understanding that they had to go see the Messiah for themselves. They had to go behold the King of glory. They had to go on this journey. There was no way they were going to pass along this assignment to anyone else. But they were going to behold. They had seen the gold. They had beheld the glory of earth. They had the gold. They had the silver. They had diamonds. They had servants. They had the palace, I'm sure. They had it all. They knew Jesus. There was something greater than gold. There was something more beautiful in the promise of a Savior that they had to go see, that they were willing to go on a journey for. I have to ask you this morning, what are you willing to give to Jesus? What are you willing to to go and give up so that you can so that you can have Christ in your life, so that you can behold His glory, so that you can know Him, you can touch Him. This morning I started thinking, I said, I, I started praying and saying, Lord, I pray that there are people in this room and people online that said, you know what? I want to start studying the Word of God this year like never before because I want to behold Christ and I want to start preaching. I want to start teaching. I want to start sharing the message of Christ myself. I don't want to just leave it to pastors. I don't want to just leave it to home group leaders. I want to start doing this. Because of the great light. Now, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about the wise men again. And um, we'll, we'll see if we get this worked out. You know, I, I shared with you and that uh, my brother-in-law, Tara's brother, youngest brother's here, and his, his lovely wife, Katie, and their son, Micaiah. And when they were coming over, I, uh, I started thinking, you know, this is, as I shared with you, this the story of the wise men was... Jesus was probably the, the age of Micaiah. Hi, Micaiah. And I said, I, I wonder if Micaiah would come up here because I, I want you just to think about this. This was probably what Jesus was like. And, and think about this. You know, we, we go through the Christmas story so much. And I'm sure Micaiah's grandmother's watching online, so I thought this was a good excuse to get her grandson on camera. And... Uh, and think about this. Think about the wise men. They're showing up. They've been on this long journey. They've been traveling on camels. They've been camping, setting up camp, and putting down camp. 
and yet he loves guitars, and he and and they show up, and this is what they find. This is what they find in the house. They find a little bouncy toddler who can barely talk, who can barely put out. Jeremy's going to get upset with you. He can, he can hurt you. He can put the hurt on you. Do you see his muscles? Yeah. This right here, this is what the wise men walked in the door to. This is what they walked in the door to. It wasn't a mighty king on a horse. It wasn't this strong, powerful man kind of sharpening his sword like, oh, man, there's the king. Yeah. Oh, wow. It, it wasn't this wise person that was like talking to them and let me share this wisdom with you. It wasn't a, any of that. It was a toddler. And they said, you know what? We're going to open up our treasure chest for a toddler. And I want you to know today that there was something, there's something about seeking Jesus. When you seek the Lord, when He is your heart's desire, when He is your shepherd, when, there, when you are willing to give up everything and anything to follow Him and to know Him and to have Him in your life, there is nothing that will hold you back from seeing Jesus. There is no circumstance. There is no emotion. There is no problem. There is no difficulty. There is no worry that will hold you back from seeing Jesus. Because when you seek after the Lord, the Bible says, when you seek Jesus with all of your heart, you will find Him. When He is your, when He is the delight of your heart, when you delight yourself in the Lord, He's going to give you that desire of your heart. When you are searching for God, when you hunger and thirst for Him, the Bible says, you will be filled. When He is what you want more than anything else, when Christ is your desire, when He is, he is the treasure that you seek, you're going to see Him. You're going to know Him. You're going to find Him. And what I've discovered in life, I've discovered that moment where you walk into a room and you're expecting maybe a king, maybe a man on the horse. And yeah, they knew he was a baby. I get it. But it was just that reality again of seeing a toddler for the first time. This is a toddler. And they had no questions no questions were asked. We're going to open our treasure chest up for this King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Think about that. A baby. A toddler. Let me just push this just a little bit further because I've been in church all my life. And, um, you know, kids' ministry is hard. It's not easy. I love this church, and I will say this, and I know I'm the least pastor of this church, and it sounds a little bit um, like, um, you know, you always think the best of yourself, right? But this church is, is different. You guys come out for our kids' ministry. But I have been a part of churches. I have seen big churches struggle finding kids' ministry because it's hard dealing with kids. And yet, these three wise men, they see this child, and they have no problem opening up their treasure chest. Because they knew he was the Christ. 
He was the Messiah. They were not searching for a man on a horse. They were not searching for a man speaking great wisdom. They were not searching for a man sharpening his sword. They were searching for God Almighty. And I have to share that scripture with you again from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2. I shared it uh, on Friday. It says, the people walking in darkness. I mean, actually, I shared this last week uh, during our play. Uh, Isaiah 9, 2 says, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness. A light has dawned. And I believe that's what took place for those wise men as their hearts were set on finding God, as their hearts were set on pleasing Him, the light of this toddler began to shine. The light of Jesus was shining through those mumbly, bumbly words as, you know, this little toddler was there playing, maybe fell, maybe started crying. But the power and the glory of God. This morning, are you seeing Jesus? Have you seen the light? Have you seen His light today? I pray that you are hungering and thirsting for the Lord as we come into this new year. As we approach this new year, I pray, and I'm praying for God's presence, and I'm praying for the light of His glory to shine upon you. Because when His light shines on you, your life is never the same. Your life is never the same. He changes you. He transforms you. What are you searching for? You may be searching for an answer to your prayer, but I say search for the one who answers that prayer. You might be searching for all of your problems to go away, but search for Jesus today. When you search for Him, you will find Him. You'll find Him through your circumstance. You'll find Him through your questions. You'll find Him through your doubts. When you truly are searching for Him, that light's going to come. And when the light of Jesus comes, your life will change. Now, the wise men had to, had, had to make a decision. They had to make a decision. They, um, they knew that Herod wanted that information. They had information that Herod wanted. Now, important people hang out with important people, and that's what happened. We were reading that. Herod invited them over. Come on over, guys. You, you, you are important people. You are more than welcome to come and, and enjoy my, my palace and my abundance of food and all my pleasures. Come on over. Enjoy all of this. That's what important people do. They hang out with important people. And it says, now that you've enjoyed all this, when you find this king, let me know. Yeah, that's, that's a, makes sense. You know, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. And so the wise men, their, their back had been scratched. They had enjoyed time with Herod. And now it was their opportunity to scratch Herod's back. It's time to give him what he had asked for. And they were ready to do it. They were ready to go back. And it made sense that they were going back the same route. Not only to tell Herod, this is the information that you wanted, but also just the idea of going back the same way was to, what made perfect sense. These wise men, go back the way that you, you know where the good camping spots are at. So go back that way. You know that route. You know what to watch for. You've been there before. You've done it. And now you have that information, so you just go back the same way they had a dream. God spoke to them. And he said, I don't want you to go back the same way you came. I want you to go a different route. 
I don't want you to go back and go back to Herod's palace. I don't want you to go back and enjoy his food. I don't want you to go back and enjoy his pleasures. I want you to go another route. I want you to go somewhere different. And it didn't make sense. All the wisdom, all the knowledge he had didn't make sense. I just want to take a moment. I, I want to share with you just a quick insight with uh, the leadership council of this church. But first of all, I just want to say, I want to say as we end this year, I want to say a thank you to our elders. I want to say a thank you to Phil Ackland, Doug Clement, Jim Morris, and for our leadership council, for Jess Rager and Sarah Ray, Eric Nasty, David Dignan, for Clark Carey. Thank you. And what this leadership council does is they help me to deal with the practical and the spiritual. And I want to say thank you for being right there with me and serving this church and making decisions for this church. And sometimes I tell them that I, I need your help, and every one of them have a particular area of expertise that helps me in practical areas to make decisions. And I have some practical information, and, and that's good. And when we make a decision, we, we come together and we... we, we we look at the practical information, and we say, you know what, this is, this is good information. Uh, we've studied it, we, whether it's, um, we're changing the carpet, that's coming soon, and that whole process was a process. And we went through different things and different meetings and, and going through all of the process of making that decision. But I also told them this, there are times where you set aside the practical because of the spiritual. There are times where when everything lines up practically, this is what we should practically do. Like we've done the study, we've had the committees, we, we've done all of our homework, and we've looked at the bottom line, and we say, you know what? God's speaking to us. And there are times where we say, Lord, I know practically what we should do, but spiritually you've spoken to us, and we need to do this instead. We need to go this route. I think it's kind of like Moses when he was talking to the children of Israel and they approached Jericho. And he said, guys, I want you to come here. Army, lieutenants, come over here. This is the plan. Now, I know practically what we should do in this before going into this mighty city. We should get ready to fight. But God has spoken to me. And instead of getting the warriors, we're going to send out the singers. We're going to send out those who worship the Lord God Almighty. And we're going to have them walk around the city for six days. And on the seventh day, on the seventh day, we're going to walk around seven times. And at the end of the seventh time, we're going to shout. That made no sense practically. That, that, that does not line up with military expertise. That's not how you muster up the troops. Like, hey, guys, we're going to put our swords away and we're going to shout. We're going to walk. That's not how you get your team all excited for the fight. But when God speaks to you, you obey. You follow the Lord. You follow the light because the light has shined on you. And I'm praying and I'm asking you today, are you going to follow the same route this year?
Or ask yourself, Lord, am I supposed to take the same route? Am I supposed to go the same direction? And I can tell you this, as you think about 2021, if you've had a lot of frustrations, if you've had a lot of heartache, if you've had a lot of worrying, if you've been upset a lot, if you've been angry, if you've been fearful a lot, I, as your pastor, have to encourage you, it's time for a different route. It's time for a different path. It's time to go on a different different area, and maybe you're not familiar with it. Maybe you don't know where to camp on this. Maybe you don't know, but it's time to trust the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but to acknowledge Him and let Him direct your path. It's time to say, Lord, I am going to be like the wise men, and I'm going to follow a different path, a path that's going to take me closer to you, a path that's going to bring me into your presence, a path that's going to allow me to supply the needs of others. What I love about the story of the wise men is when they brought their treasure chest of gold and frankincense and myrrh to Jesus, it prepared them for their journey. And just the next story, Mary and Joseph are going to be warned by God to leave Bethlehem, and it's time to go to Egypt. How did they get there? How did they make that travel? Joseph had left his job. They left everything. They left family. How did they make that journey? With the gifts that the wise men had provided for them. I want my life to provide for the gospel. I want my life to provide for the message of Jesus. I want to continue this. So thank you. I love this church again that you, every Christmas time, you don't think about us. And this is what I know about churches. December is a wonderful time of giving for churches. Practically, we should say, you know what? Let's, let's build up what we can do because we can do more things. We need new carpets. So we should be taking offerings for ourselves. That makes practical sense. There's things to be upgraded. There's things to be fixed. But this church said, you know what? We're going to set aside the practical because God has spoken to us. God spoke to Pastor Jim Nichols and said, we're going to not take up an offering for ourselves. We're going to take up an offering for somebody else. When God speaks to you, you set aside the practical and you follow the spiritual. And when you do that, you provide and you provide for the journey of somebody else. You provide for somebody else's protection. When you take that different route, when you don't follow the world standards, when you don't follow what the world is seeking after, and you seek after Christ, and you seek after Jesus, you are making provision for people to find Jesus. Because when the wise men went a different route, they protected Mary and Joseph for a few more months. Had they gone to Herod and given that information to Herod, They would have been on the run immediately. But God says, I want you to go a different route. And they did. I'm asking God to speak to your hearts today. I'm going to invite the worship team to come this morning, to come back up, to sing a song that's going to bless your heart, that's going to solidify this message, that's going to solidify what we need to do for the Lord. Making room for the Lord today. Making sacrifices for Him. I pray that in the top of your list for 2022 is saying, Lord, what more can I do for you? How how can I take care of you? How can I fulfill the call in my life? How can I help somebody else find you, know you? It's on my heart today. It's in my life. It's, It's my desire.
Would you stand this morning? Father, I just pray that your spirit of wisdom would come upon each one here today. That you would follow, Father, that they would follow you. That the light of your glory would shine upon them. That your light, Lord, would fill fill their heart and their life. That they, God, they, they would be like the wise men this morning. That they would receive. That they would have an experience with you that would set them on a different route. Lord, that you would take them closer to you. You would draw them nearer to you, Lord. Oh, God, a toddler. That we would be willing to do anything even for a toddler. We would be willing to do anything even if it's for boys in Africa. We would be willing to do anything even if it's for somebody at a store. We would be willing to do anything. We'd be willing to open up our treasure chest for anything, for anybody, because we are seeking you, Lord. We're ready to worship you, Lord. We're ready to honor you. We're ready to give you the highest praise. Thank you, Jesus. Let's worship him. Thank you, Lord.